You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody and welcome to red wings rant where tirades and impassion please for your detroit red wings finally have a home mike we're back in business that's okay. right it was just a the season was over 20 minutes before the last game and now we're back yeah i oh, believe man. in this team again the uh the text messages that mike and i had going back and forth going into that third period i was like man show topic one what even is the iser plan huh <laughs> Just overpay a bunch of old shitty defensemen and shore up your team with a bunch of bottom nine forwards, huh? Oh, brilliant. Love this. Sign me up for six more years. Yeah. No, and yeah. Then, it, was, it was looking real ugly. <laughs> and then we came back. Uh, not that we could watch it because the Bally Sports app is a fucking piece of shit. And Matt, sometimes we try to see how long we can last without swearing. But every time I bring up the Bally Sports app, I just can't not say fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, they don't sponsor us. We don't need to be friends with them. Yeah, fuck them. Um, yeah, no, seriously. Uh, I mean, they do help me out quite a bit since I steal all those videos and then we share them on Twitter. But now I can't do that. So, so yeah, extra fuck them. They flagged you for sharing videos? No, the app is dead. I can't steal from them. Oh, right it's now. so bad you can't steal it. I, okay. Yeah, it's non-existent. I can't, That's their I can't reaction. pull any videos. Yeah. Instead of stopping people from pirating, they've just made an app that doesn't work because it's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we better all be getting a refund, by the way. It's not cheap, like, opting Ooh. for that app. Early uh, bid for comment of the episode. Fritz823 says ESPN Plus with a private network. I like that idea. Somebody said that to me, but then I got to do... Don't you have to pay for the the VPN stuff? Don't you have to subscribe Fritz, fill to us it? in on that. Matt, Matt and I are old. We don't know how to VPN. I only know about it because of... I, I, I uh, subscribe to all the kind of funny videos and... Um, like that's the brand is kind of funny if you guys haven't yeah. heard of it. <laughs> I just watch kind of funny videos. Um, Everything in moderation. Yeah. Their their sponsors been like a VPN provider. Um, Jim, well, we do have Rona. actual. Uh, I know Jim. I'm just I'm fired up because I wanted to see the Red Wing game. I had to watch a replay. Now I wanted to watch my beloved Pistons. It's not even on. But um, yeah, Matt, we got actual hockey news to talk about because these Red Wings, whoo, they like playing with our emotions. Yeah. Dan B says VPN services charged by bandwidth. Hmm. So that would be 34 inches right now is my bandwidth. Get it. You know, like um, pants. Okay. Like your pants. Like your pants. We get it, Matt. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Hey, guys. There's that. Uh, there's the discord again. Um we, we have some pretty good game day chats. I missed the whole last one because it was Monday Night Football and I couldn't watch the last game. So I didn't even sign in because I had nothing to add. Um, Fritz says the VPN is like two bucks a month. Blake, Blake, Whoa. that's mean. Blake, Blake come he's on. trying to save us here. Yeah, Blake's helping us. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, Fritz, not, not Blake. You're just being mean. What the hell? Blake, make fun of our mom. That's fine. All right. Uh, make reference some news. Uh, Carter Mazer activated, signed Grand Rapids Griffins. Um, super exciting. You know what was exciting? The three seconds of reading the Detroit Red Wings have activated Carter Mazer, and then the two seconds uh, were not exciting when you read the end of the tweet that said he's been sent down to Grand Rapids. I was just kind of like, oh, shit, are they stuck with him like for some injury clause or something like that? But no, he's down in Grand Rapids. So good news for Carter. Good news for his health. Um, You know, pretty good tease. we we do this all the time, Mike. Like, I don't want Grand Rapids to fail, but I don't. I just don't I, want them at, to do. I don't want them to do this well. I want to kind of pillage <laughs> a lot of their players and bring them up to Detroit. But yeah, you know, people have fetishized Clint Costin. Um, they fetishized what's that other guy, Charnik. So yeah, Mazer. You better hope that. Uh, I don't know some some dudes you know, find, find the Lord or something. And they don't want to play hockey anymore. And they join a monastery. It's going to be a while. Well, speaking of fetishizing things, I was fantasizing about the oh. uh, up of Mazer <laughs> razor. I think we all came up with that one pretty quick and we wanted to see the Mazer razor line. Um, but you know, I, I like we get the reality of it. It's just one of those things. Like it was exciting. We were kind of like, "Oh, cool! He's, let's see what happens." And then it was like, "Oh, you mean the normal thing that always happens? He'll be down in Grand Rapids." And again, you know, like I said, we battle all the time. It's like, "Oh, do I want the Griffins to fail?" No, but I just I don't tune. You know, I don't look up like, "Oh, did they win?" Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not like scrolling to find the scores at night and you guys that are god bless you but um again the hat says red wings i you know i don't want them to fail but this isn't exciting for me priority, <laughs> it's have, uh, priority too uh but yeah we got to go to these stands hey, what the hell is this because, uh... bullshit there we go oh you can't you can see less now all right i mean i gotta shrink it even more all right yeah. um oh that's the opposite Matt, i don't <laughs> I don't know what the big deal is. You should be used to shrinkage. No big deal. I got it. I got it to yeah. shrink enough. Wonderful. All right. Wingdings, second in the division to uh, the bees. Um, Boston seems to um, not be phased by the loss of Patrice Bergeron in any way. They seem inspired by both of those <laughs> yeah. exits, and they're playing better than ever. My God, they're almost <laughs> as good as the Golden Knights. Yeah, it's... Um... It's not good for for us who are, you know, we're trying to figure out who's going to fall off the division because I was kind of hoping it was going to be Boston. But I I I think it was sort of tongue in cheek. But um, the athletic came out with an article uh, that was attached with a tweet. And it was like, turns out Patrice was holding them back. And it was, you know, again, it was a joke, but they were talking about all of the. um, All the different uh, hard analytics that were showing like they're. Okay, last year, you know what? They broke a record. This year, their start is even hotter. <laughs> Not just this record of eight zero and one, but um, but yeah, I wasn't that wasn't that the other stat that was like you know for any team that's won the President's Trophy, this is the best start for any team that won the President's Trophy in the previous season, which uh, it's just it's nuts. Uh, it's it's a lot of regular season wins for the Bruins. <laughs> Uh, yeah um man, but it puts I, us I in a pickle if, 
I don't know if I, I'd say two things kind of jump out at me um, so far at the standings. Uh, well, I guess three if we count Boston. But one is not just the Red Wings kind of having a, a quick start. I feel like we've had that a couple years in a row. Um, but it did kind of feel like in those instances, our goal differential was uh, either even or negative. So we were kind of trying to figure out, oh, okay, we got a few hot goaltending starts uh, and this team still doesn't know how to score goals. So um, seeing them at plus nine, makes me feel you know a little bit better about this year's hot start. Um, and then I, I don't know why, Matt. It's not a Klim Costin fetish. Um, it's a goal differential fetish. And the other team I'm looking at is Ottawa, who's plus six, even though they're a 500 team right now. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me a little concerned that, my God, how, how awesome is this division that, you know, that's, you know, the seventh team down <laughs> – um, it also makes me think that they might not be long for that, uh, that cellar, um, that they could climb a little bit, um, very soon based on, you know, their potential. Um, so I definitely don't, like, I definitely respect Ottawa, even after, you know, we defeated them earlier this year. Well, for anybody who hasn't heard Ottawa is in shambles right now, um, because they fired, uh, Pierre Dorian, they lost the first round pick earlier today i can't remember like i don't know if they had to like make an announcement or anything of what first round pick they're gonna lose um you still can't hold them down man huh you still can't hold them down take all their draft picks away oh i'm sorry i thought i missed them uh so it is it is something like i don't i don't know if it was kind of like all right ottawa we wanted you to be off to a better start but also pierre you you really screwed up here because we're we're down some first round picks these last couple years uh or at least last and maybe this but um I, you know it's not a finished product they they're still they're still supposed to be in the in the red wings sort of bubble here so it's kind of fun is to see ottawa kind of at least from a management perspective in shambles uh buffalo also sharing uh the bottom of the standings at eight points with Ottawa, who both of those teams were pegged as, you know, easy finish over the Red Wings. Yeah, sure. The Red Wings will be they're in the Ottawa Buffalo bubble, but they're definitely the, the last place team. So right now um, we get to do the old like kitty litter kick, you know, backwards at Ottawa and Buffalo. I don't know. Uh, I'm doing it, but clearly nobody could see my legs or feet. But um, that feels pretty good right now. We do have Florida and Boston coming up. I think your point to how even this uh, division is, except for the number one team going, you know, from two to eight. Um, I mean, every weekend this thing looks like it could completely flip on its head. So, um, maybe less, you know, three game losing streaks, more five game winning streaks. But I, I don't know if what I saw against Boston. Mike, what you and I witnessed against Winnipeg. It's that really instilling a ton of confidence. And we'll look into it more, but um, you know, in a minute here, we have some analytics. But I, I did want to call out uh some we we're getting some comments uh spitting yeah, back at me. Crimson that, Shadow. Yeah. Da- damn right you want Grand Rapids to be good. Cause if they're not, uh that says our talent pool isn't as good and we thought uh as we thought, and we need development. Now, I'll say this. If the talent pool is really good, they're in the NHL. And we've had some great Grand Rapids Griffins teams that won championships, including one with Tyler Bertuzzi on it. 
And my man, Tyler Bertuzzi, what's he got two points now with uh, Toronto through nine games? Um, I'm just saying, it doesn't guarantee anything. I, I almost feel like, it's like, hey, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> We've seen some pretty good Griffin Steves that did give us Jack SHIT in case the kids are still awake. Um, Blake throwing out there, Habs are poop. Yeah, they'll fall back, but it is kind of fun to watch the Habs get some wins here. <laughs> um, there was some concern about Nate Danielson in the comments. I'm not worried about it at all. When we saw him playing preseason games, he looked turned on and turned up and ready to go. So again, like do these guys turn it all the way up in the GR? I can't say for sure. We've seen some guys that absolutely do. We've seen some guys that play better once they're in the NHL. I, I'm just saying, you know, let's, I get it. I'm not saying I want Grand Rapids to be bad, but I <laughs> refuse. I refuse yeah. to be excited that Carter Mazer's headed there. I refuse. All right, Mike, you saw a comment. Is that, uh, did I hit the one that you saw or were you looking at a different one? No, I'm still, uh, I apologize. I wasn't as up to date on this Ottawa Senators story. Um, and Craig is right on the money and Dan B that they get to choose if they're giving up their 24, 25 or 26 pick. And, you know, it could end up being the DeBrinket pick because they have two uh, this coming year. Um, but yeah, it sounds like we're not going to get a ton of details about this. Just that it has something to do with the dead enough trade and how mm -hmm. there might have been a fake no no trade clause, 10 team no trade clause. Um, and it kind of feels like a what's the harm? <laughs> I don't, I, you know, maybe it just gets out the teams and the agents. I don't really know. You know, I guess maybe the league doesn't like having egg on their face that these teams can, you know, uh, fabricate <laughs> no trade clauses. Uh, but I feel like we're going to get as little information as possible because it would also mean that the NHL wasn't really like auditing any of these uh, situations until it's way too late. And now they're just going to deal out punishments so that you don't think about doing it again. Um, so, you know, uh, sounds like a fun league, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it reminds me of kind of the opposite of like, um, when the San Antonio Spurs coach, Greg Popovich, uh, he would bench like Tim Duncan, you know, was a Hall of Famer and his on the injury report, he would play. He's not playing because of, quote, old. So <laughs> I just kind of wish that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I know this, you know, this could potentially look bad for the NHL, I, I you know, but. I don't know if it's really worthy of a first round pick being, um, you know removed but you know i guess we'll move on and actually talk red wings i just let's just it sounds like well, something the nhl would do i guess we know if they do something truly awful they'll win the lottery and get connor bedard's uh replica and talent so that's i see what you did there matt um yeah well we talked yeah they really throw they the... really throw the hammer down when uh you know, somebody may have bet on sports and you tried to cheat the system to get a trade. But, you know, no, no worries if uh, you damage handfuls <laughs> of human beings, mentally scarring them. Hey, 
Jared from way downtown. Bang. <laughs> but hey, sexual assault on a player. Am I right? Woo. Woof. Get him, Jared. Um, yeah, I'm going to see if we can submit this uh, series of comments um, over to the, the league meetings, I think, because I think we're a little more on the money. Um, but yeah, I don't know about nitpicking the punishment. It just sounds like something NHL-y, if yeah. you will, um, and we can move on. Um, well, yeah, moving on. We got some stuff that I think you could be, uh, you know, a little optimistic about some of these numbers, Matt. Yeah, Jay Fresh, uh, he's updating his stuff, right? Um, I mean, some of the stuff is easy to to kind of look at. You're just you're just kind of looking at uh, like the real results, right? We're not seeing necessarily projections here on a points percentage. We're tenth in the NHL in our division. Uh, fourth so maybe that i uh, got that last one after the real update here uh goals for were fifth goals against were 15th goal share were seventh power play percentage were third finishing mike spent all off season asking for finishing boy oh boy have we gotten it and you got you got to think the ghost bear obviously to larkin's putting them in and um there was one more name oh and sprung sprung's the huge one that was just for like a hundred percent like back to what we Did were you asking put the, the ghost bear in that list yes the ghost bear and uh and sprung are probably the ones that are more important here to mention and in, in finishing being number two in the league so you're talking about guys that you you brought in that are labeled as defensive liabilities but you're like i don't care i just want goals in the back of the net and uh, that's that's what you get. Do you mean that you, the fan, or you, as in Michael? Because I've been saying that for years. Um, I'm actually talking. Yeah, I'm actually. I think it's us first, <laughs> and we're willing to to forgive the defensive liabilities. And it, I think you know, you know, what's funny is it it comes. We go down to the second part of this list here. Expected goals for we're twenty second. Uh, expected goals against we're twenty third. Expected goals shared twenty fourth. Uh, PK is doing pretty good. Our goalies ranked eighth, eighth, but going back to expected goals for, I mean, this has been a problem for how many years, but now it's, it's one of these things where if you have a Debrinket, you have a sprung, you have a ghost bear, you can make up for not having the highest expected goals for in the league. How many seasons now have we just been having this conversation about how <laughs> far behind like our ownership of the puck is when, it, you know, these are the possession stats, the expected goals for expected goals against just not doing great. Well, there's one way to combat that one is having a killer power play percentage. Uh, and two is just having boys that can finish. And uh, you got a couple now, Mike, we also saw, before the Islanders game, what happens when they don't and it hurts and it's ugly. Um, but if that doesn't just get you ready for the rest of the season, you know, maybe out of like 10 games compared to last year, we're going to get one extra win. Um, but you know, it's still not <laughs> going to be great. And that's, you know, um, it does come back to the question you were asking before, like uh, not necessarily the question you were asking, but like how frustrated we were. I don't think this is going to be like the easiest season to, to watch, but we are going to have things to root for. And it's fun to root for things that aren't just like, oh man, it's going to be great seeing this prospect for nine games. I th <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. 
it's more fun to root for Debrinket um, and Larkin trying to fight for the lead league lead in points. Like that is is way more fun. Yeah, I'd uh, much rather root for uh, like production instead of potential. So yeah, this is this is definitely a lot more satisfying. Um, it's you know these numbers you know oh, God, I think they do represent what we've seen so far, right? Um, yeah. I guess I don't know if you want to necessarily like hang on to these for the moment or look at how we had that mini uh, like winless streak and how rough things got and how scary it felt like, my God, this is the past couple years happening all over again um, where we weren't scoring. Uh, mm -hmm. We were getting, you know, bare butt spankings from, you know, decent teams. Oh my God, Boston! I mean, that game—that wasn't even—that wasn't even a I hockey game. I just felt game. so thoroughly that wasn't fun to watch at, at all. Yeah, that yeah. was a wake up. Like that was like, oh, this is what real hockey looks like. And yeah, the bare butt spanking hurt. I was sad watching that game. That really, like, I hit the ground hard because uh, I felt like, oh. Oh, okay. Uh, we're we're back here now. <laughs> it was all a mirage. Yeah, and Boston's guess, doing guys, that to everyone. Yeah, no. Um, did you guys feel concerned about that? Like that little losing streak? Did it feel like last year? Or do you kind of feel like that was just an ebb and flow and we've kind of been conditioned to panic? I'll answer that first, but I, I would like to hear from everybody. I, I think I am conditioned to panic. Um and that's based off of years of being a sports fan. It's not just based off of the last like five, six, seven years, if you want to do it that way, because I watched the Lions lose to Baltimore and then I have lo I lost all confidence. I was just like, oh, God, uh, it's it's not real. <laughs> we, we can't compete with the best in the NFL. <laughs> um, and not to say like the Raiders game on Monday Night Football brought me back. I, I think I'm still hurting. Uh, I'm still kind of like I was too confident and I'm mad at myself. I, I let myself like I, I, I made myself vulnerable, you know, and I should have kept yeah. up the hard outer shell. And that's what I'm doing with the Red Wings right now. Like uh, the Boston game was a wake up call. We came into the season expecting what happened with Boston, me and you. Like that's what we came in thinking. And then I kind of let my guard down because we did start out so hot. Our shooting percentage was that great. Our power pay, play looked that good. And I was like, all right, maybe we got something here. And, and then... Yeah, I think the scary part was like, you know, similarly, we've been watching the Lions. Um, they only have two losses. They've looked really good. And you feel like you have a sense of identity. The Pistons, young team, uh, similar, you know, trajectory, trajectory as our wings right now. Um, and they almost started 3-0 and outside of a few missed shots. And it felt like, okay, I could kind of see where they're building an identity. And then that losing streak happened. You're like, my God, we have no identity except sucking. <laughs> it was really only... I mean, we lost to, you know, the Kraken in overtime, uh, Winnipeg. Watching that in person, we were like, wow, this is easily the worst game they've played all year. And then the Red Wings are like, hold my beer. Uh, actually, give that beer back. We're going to go to Boston and play even worse. Um, 
And then those first couple periods against the Islanders, you thought, my God, it's over already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Maybe that third period, maybe that third period is kind of where you feel obviously less nauseated, but feel like there's, um, you know, you'll hear the players kind of mention, oh, you know, we're going to, we have a new mindset, you know, that the game's never over. And, um, you know, it's kind of a really tired cliche because you don't know if, you know, those guys are actually giving up. They are human beings. But that Islanders game kind of made me feel like, okay, maybe they maybe they are a little bit different this year. Does that third period make you feel a little bit better about, you know, having fewer of those those panic panic moment, moments as a Wings fan? Um, I mean, there's, oh, just- there's a there's a couple of things to unpack there because I want to come back to like last week we were talking about how great it was to just destroy Ottawa. And I was like, yes, you didn't just beat Ottawa. You kicked the shit out of them. Like they did to you. Like that says something. The comeback against the Islanders really felt like not only did I feel this way, but it felt like the Red Wings probably felt this way, but it was like, Holy fuck. We need to get, (laughs) we need to get this game. We need to get this season back on track. And they dug themselves out of that hole. Cause if you look at Islanders, uh, it was 60, 40 in uh, ownership of the puck in favor of the Islanders. That's back to back games. When you go back to the Boston game. Um, but like the Winnipeg game was like a hellabuck show. And you and I were watching that game. We were live, and I was like, oh, great. Hellebuck decided to turn back into Hellebuck against us. Um, what did he, he ended up having a goal saved above expected at 2.41. I just started looking this stuff up right now. So it's like we watched, we watched a Red Wing team that outplayed Winnipeg, and they just couldn't get it done. They just couldn't finish the job, right? Um, Boston, so you, you lose that game. And you had just lost in overtime after Lucas Raymond rang one off a post. And then you go to Boston and that one is like that. That's the game you lost. You were supposed to lose. Um, so that that's something like in hindsight, I think it, it's calming. It's good to like look at the whole picture. You know, you, you almost beat Seattle. Flukas doesn't ring one off the post. You you outplayed Winnipeg. And then. You kind of stole one from the Islanders if you look at the full game again and and, yeah. and say like, oh, well, the Islanders actually own the puck for more of that game, especially in the first and second period. Um, so maybe that that overtime win with Lucas was just like maybe you just flip flop flop that and go back to Seattle. And really, you're just yeah. on a two game losing streak right now when it comes to being outplayed, being outshot kind of thing. So that like. That makes me feel better, but I still don't like going into Boston. Like we have Boston again this weekend. I think, I think for me to feel like absolutely one hundred percent better, <laughs> I just see them be like competitive at least. Like yeah, I, I, I don't want to get you know. I, I don't know. I can't remember if this is okay to say or not. But getting manhandled, I just don't. I don't want to see yeah. that again. I don't. I don't want to see getting getting completely outplayed because that that's that's last year. That's two years ago. That's three, four five years ago. Red wings. Yeah. We should be beyond that. We don't need to win every game, but we shouldn't be getting outclassed to that degree, especially when you have a team that's, you know, well, let's, let's seems uh, to be excited about this season. Yeah. We had a, we had a few of the people coming in Fritz saying, I got scared, uh, performance art. 
I think this is tongue in cheek, but he said, I freaked out with one loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan B was quick to bring us back to reality. They lost an OT and should have won that game. So not worried. Um, there was another one I really liked. Um, Oh, Crimson Shadow. What's up, Crimson? Saying Detroit fans could probably be diagnosed with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> um, Jared saying losing to the Jets shocked me. I think getting destroyed by the Jets was shocking because it kind of felt like there was a noticeable change in the tempo. And it's like, oh, you could tell. You didn't even have to look at the jerseys. You could be like, oh, Larkin and DeBrinket are out there. Um, and anytime they weren't like the Jets just controlled the play the whole time. So it definitely made me feel like, uh, what happened to the depth? So to doesn't score for a game. So the whole team just doesn't score. Um, Blake but... thrown out there. Jets surprised me how good they played. I, uh, I like, I liked, uh, uh, where was it? There, there was, ah, shoot. There's another one. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, here it is. Sorry. Here we go. Performance art. If they lost to the Islanders, it would have been rebuild talk. Like that that's I saw that from performance art and I laughed. <coughs> that that might be a conversation point in this show. No lie. If we had lost That was you know Islanders. what? That was the one I was looking for. Um <laughs> that probably would have opened the show performance like, art. Did we jump the gun? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, Corey thrown out there. Don't forget, we're not really a young team. Very no, we're true, not, Corey. Corey. No, we're not. You're very right. Um, <laughs> and then Fritz also concerned. Oh, God, is manhandle defensive now? <laughs> oh, you know what? Crimson threw out a good one, too, that I hope we touch on today was, uh, yeah, you know, um, I've noticed Raymond, uh, Raymond thrives in overtime. Dude just gets hungry in the clutch. Um, we were kind of jokingly talking about, um, our boy Max Boltman for the athletic, um, teasing because, you know, he wrote about all the things I think it was Sherat does that you can't, was it Sherat that you, he does that you can't see? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've like, no, I see him. He's terrible. Um, he also said the same thing about Lucas Raymond. Um, and then he was, he's been like noticeably excellent the past couple games where you can see his impact on the ice. Like eyeball test, deep cut analytics stuff. Um, that dude's been rocking. So, um, yeah, we it, can, it, actually, it does make uh... me want to put him like on the <clears throat> second line just to try and carry those dudes. Uh, because the first one's going to be fine with, you know, whoever the third person is with, um, the cat and Larkin. Yeah, we can, uh, I pulled up, uh, evolving hockey started pushing out their stuff too. Now that we've hit 10 games for the season. And, um, again, you know, we share these all year. These are going to be, uh, the bar graphs, the wrap charts that are a representation of these players compared to the rest of the NHL. And, uh, you basically have, if you guys are watching on YouTube, the darker blue that you see, uh, the better position they're in or the higher position they're in. And of course it's kind of orange right now because we're looking at our better players, but it's the darker red that you see for goals for per 60 expected goals for Corsi for expected goals against Corsi against those. Those are the numbers that we're measuring. Uh, you're looking at your four best forwards right now, Mike, and coming back to Daniel Sprung, not only is our boy good at finishing, when he's on the ice, pucks actually, they, they're owning the puck and getting the puck on net when Spronger's out there. Good to see. 
And you're talking about trying to mix up these lines to find some offense, maybe on the second line. <sighs> I might start eyeballing that. If you're going to say that cop and JT Comfort clean up all the messes, then maybe they can clean up Sprung's messes too while he's busy whipping the puck at the back of the net. Uh, like you mentioned, Lucas Raymond also off to a great start. He He's actually closer to the average player in the league when it comes to like evening out the possession stats, but it's the goals four per 60 are really standing out. And of course he's benefiting a lot because these are on ice statistics from Dylan Larkin and Alex DeBrinkett, who of course is absolutely killing it. Both sides are uh to If you had to look at these charts and pick your MVP, uh, I mean, actually you might lean towards sprung first, but to bring to bring it's really, Debrinket's really bringing it um, from the goals four per, si per 60, expected goals four per 60, Corsi four per 60, owning the puck, putting it in the back of the net when he does fire it. It's just, it's a beauty to see. Um, you know, we were looking at the team performance so far this year, and you're trying to, you know, figure out how it happened. You know, I, I'm probably doing a disservice without uh, the ghost bear being represented in here too, but the, these are, the, these are the boys that are doing it, you know, and this is three of these guys are the ones you ask to do the most time on ice from a forward perspective. And like you said, there's, there's things that get talked about in the NHL media where it's like, you just don't understand. Uh, you just don't see what he does. Well, Lucas Raymond is one of those guys who's making it pla painfully obvious <laughs> everything he does and it looks great. And I, I don't need to question whether or not he's having a good start to the season. Um, Oh God, that's not where I wanted to go, but um, just been a couple call outs to that second line. And Mike, I actually misspoke. I think Max wasn't talking about Sherrod. He was talking about cop and uh, Comfort. It was that was, yep. yeah. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> That was a good break for you, Matt. <laughs> we say all these nice things. Now we pivot Not... over to a uh, slightly different looking uh, rap them chart. Here. Um... <laughs> yeah, slightly different. Um, now I, I do have to confess. Maybe we got to pull away on this uh, on the overlay for a second here, so everybody can see what's going on. So I know that you know the numbers don't look great. Um, I will say that it sounds like the defense for these guys is that they're being strategically um, implemented in a way that they call them a matchup line mm -hmm. uh, where they want them playing against the other team's, you know, better scoring line. Um, and they're often find themselves starting in their own defensive zone. So their scoring opportunities are not going to be as high as, you know, like what we would want for a Larkin to uh, brink it line. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the odds are a little stacked against them, right? Cause they're, they're already kind of putting their, put on their heels. Um, they're put against the other team's scoring line. <sighs> Does that make this a little more digestible for you, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I, I brought this up almost jokingly, but yeah, they're going to be out there. They're going to start in the defensive uh, uh, end. Like Max brought up, they're going to play. They're going to have the hardest matchups. So this is how you stack this up, right? So you make sure Alex Debrinkit and Dylan Larkin are in a position to score. Real quick, pull yeah. this slide up and Dan B said, do you have that slide in upside down? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah, this is how you you properly use your team and set them up for success. Because one of the things here for Cop and Comfort that I'm going to call out is that their goals for per 60 lesser than the expected goals for, uh, especially for Comfort, lesser than uh, for the Corsi 4 per 60. And that's because, again, the, the ways that they're utilized. Uh, so they're being utilized the way we're, we're being sold. They're being clearly like the analytics line up with it. It's just something like for me, it's still it's still a loss on the ice. You know what Let I me, mean? Like, it's not yeah. like, um, it's not like these are like middling, you know, it's still across the board. They, they are giving up shots. Huso's getting peppered. So it, it looks to me like it's going to happen. I, I just, I don't, I don't want to see something that looks this bad, but I, I guess you can look at it and say, well, it, it's probably a little bit wor worse than it should be. But then on on the flip side of it, I mean, this is your second line that you would ask on most teams to add some offense. So I'm I'm thinking maybe breaking these guys up. Bingo. Um, I like both of those points, Matt. Um, Thank you. Unfortunately, you stole my thunder. Oh, uh, sorry. I don't think it's I don't think it's that we're against cop and comfort, but like you said, you know. Other teams that, you know, I'm envy, envious of over the years, you know, second lines in Tampa, second lines in Pittsburgh, um, second lines and third lines and fourth lines in Boston, um, is that they can score. So, yeah, there's absolutely a value for these, you know, defensive stopper guys. Um, I wish that we didn't also have to rely on them for points because uh, we know that's, that's a, you know, the kind of proof is in the pudding in the pudding there that, you know, they're, they're not huge goal getters. Um, so just kind of, I just, I'm greedy and I wish we could find a way to make these guys our third line. Cause I got to tell you, it's really cool to see that interchangeability. You know, if somebody gets kicked out of a face off, we're like, all right, cop, you're out. Uh, comp for to come right in. All right. You're kicked out too. Oh, well, here comes Rasmussen. All right. Well, that wasn't much of a problem, you know? So that interchangeability I think is really cool. Um, I like the philosophy of, you know, why they're putting these guys together. Um, but yeah, it, it does. And maybe we just felt it so hard because we were in person at that Winnipeg game, but it felt like if the Larkin and uh, Debrinket line was not out there, there was no scoring threat. Um, so maybe that's where you got to boggle these guys a little bit um, and see where we could sprinkle a uh, little Lucas Raymond around to try and get, you know, uh, a second line going. Yeah, I mean, it could be something too. Where if you're gonna, if you're gonna play this game and say like, you no, know, my best defensive forwards are all on one line, and uh, you know, I, I, I could say I remember in the Red Wings days they were a little bit further down on the time on ice um, bar graph than the second line um, in our heyday. So I'm just calling into question like, how do we start to balance these if this team does become a championship team, and you got these two guys banking in five mil any hoozles um getting back to the conversation i i think there's a way to balance these lines so that we can still like utilize what we sit what we're seeing they do best and uh i think it was pointed out like eyeball test yeah it was dan b was like 
don't just show me the analytics. I'm an eyeball test guy. But I mean, I, you know, the eyeball test says like, okay, this is what's happening. Like, this is the defensive line, right? We don't have to play any games with analytics or anything like that. And then we blatantly hear it and we see it the way that they're utilized. That's what we're talking about. Um, I think, I think it's just one of those things where I thought when we were bringing all these guys, um, you want more balance and it wasn't just about front loading one for one direction and front loading one for the other. I feel like balance was, should have always been the key. And Dylan Larkin to me has always been a great two way forward, but you see how his production skyrocketed when he got a guy like Alex to bring it. And I don't, I don't think he's terrible at defense by the way. Um, so I think it might just be one of those things, finding more balance for that first line. And maybe that guy's not on the team, but, um, not more balance. I'm sorry, distributing the first line so that we could still be as powerful as we are on the first line when Lucas Raymond is out there. But maybe it's maybe the guy we're bringing in is being put into the second line role and can add a little bit more offense. Um, or maybe it's doing one of these things like we're talking about of a comfort sprung on one side, Lucas on the other. You got a guy that can create a little bit, you know, a little bit of playmaking can still shoot the puck and Spronger who's just about whipping his body around the front of the net and either banging it off his teeth or like we saw the other night being able to rip one in the back of the net too. Um, yeah. It kind of feels like the reverse of, you know, our heyday when you could, you know, all right, we absolutely need a goal. All right. We'll put Datsuk, Ed Zetterberg and Hosa out there. Bam. You know, and it's like, cool. It kind of feels like these guys, like these powers should only be united when we absolutely need a stop. Yeah. And otherwise, I would kind of like to sprinkle them out throughout the lineup, um, just so it's, you know, a little bit, a little bit of goal scoring on, you know, more of the lines rather than feeling like it's just the one grouping, um, and uh, some some mat bait out there instead of clickbait. Some mat bait. I see uh, Elias Pettersson getting mentioned here um, as people are talking about the off season. So Matt can't wait to share that comment. Um, yeah, Pettersson's a free agent soon. Fritz threw out and then, there. Uh, easy wheezy. Sneezy, I haven't seen you in a minute. How you doing, bud? Uh, saying, please tell me this is Perron's last year. You know what? I felt that too. Um, and then in the Winnipeg game, he was one of the bright spots. So I was kind of like, ah. he made me less angry that night, Sneezy. So I, I kind of am like, oh, you know, he doesn't play a ton of minutes. You know, I'm, I'm okay with him being out there. And, you know, we'll, we'll have some young guys replace him next season. So I like that idea. Well, it's so it's so funny. I said the Wings are a playoff team when they can move uh, Perron down to the third line. And they were able to do that. (laughs) So I was happy. I was like, yeah, Perron belongs on the third and he belongs, you know, finding some room on the power play too. Um, But Mike, we got to make room for some of our sponsors, including Raycon. It might be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and pack, calendars make shopping a total nightmare especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before black friday you could shop raycon products right now and save up to 50 percent off because of their early black friday sale going on now speaker it's right over there yeah i am constantly oh what <laughs> You muted for a second. You're back now. <laughs> Did I miss them? No, you, mu- you muted. Oh, part I was of the muted? Oh, no. Yeah. Only part of it, though. We're okay. Oh, shoot. 
Well, there's the thing, Mike. The microphone is not Raycon. And if it was Raycon, it wouldn't have malfunctioned because I love their products so much. Uh, they first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering that high quality uh, and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Power Tech. Five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable shows you charge iOS micro USB Type-C devices eight times faster with 100 watt uh, power delivery and their faucet filter ultra filters uh, water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, clean. I mean... You know, if you got a warehouse that can make filters and ear earbuds, you should take advantage of that, Mike. Uh, to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything in their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowd, save now. And trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry, hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 22 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. <laughs> the NFL season is going strong, Mike, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers could take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Uh, Mike, it does say here it wants me to discuss some bets uh, coming up, but I, I just want to let everybody know I did this sneaky thing on DraftKings where I waited till the fourth quarter and made myself a big juicy parlay with all the teams that were winning, and they all won. And I brought home a nice chunk of change. So, you know, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not recommending it. I'm just telling you about my experience. And it worked out pretty good. Um, get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. The crowd is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 888-778-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. All right. Yes. I'm glad All we right. now we have the most viewers now that we're running through the ads. It's perfect. Beautiful. Guys, use perfect. Raycon and DraftKings. Yeah. Um, okay. So where were we? Uh, cop and cop for suck ass. Daniel Sprung, Lucas no. Raymond, Dylan Lark, and Alex Sabrinkit are awesome. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about a fix. I, I think I think there's a fix. I, I think if we're looking at this and thinking like this lineup is perfect, you guys are you guys are nutso. Um, and if if you're looking at this roster and not thinking that you know my boy Elias Pettersson isn't uh, worth that trade, 
They're also crazy. I would say uh, we have a, a late bid for comment of the episode here, Matt, where Ketzel said, Pran is half the yeah. player he was last year, but the comment is silver saying, and I like half of you as much as you deserve. And I think he might say, and I like half of you half as much as you deserve from old Bilbo Baggins and Lord of the Rings. So silver, you want to, I know you're oh, silver, yeah. but you want a gold medal for that one. Yeah. Um, and then we had some more uh, Pedersen Dan talk. Vancouver's never going to let Pedersen walk out the door. I would love him in red though. NHL um, players never let them my only thing... like walk out the door, Matt. They never leave. Yeah. I he might just be playing hard to get to get those big bucks. But Vancouver also said, hey, whoa. We're not sure about this either. Uh, but Vancouver's not off to a bad start, which is really bumming me out. Um so you win and everybody's happy. But Edmonton sucks, so maybe dry sidles uh, available. I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm going to sit here and embarrass myself and call out the best names in hockey. But I come on, guys. If you listen to the show, you've heard me whine before. I'm not sitting here looking to dink and dunk across this lineup. No, I want some badass motherfucker in our top six to just kick the shit out of everybody. It's not so much to ask, is it? Also, your uh, your audio Package and your mouth are not lined up, man. God damn it. Yeah. Are you paying Xfinity again? Well, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know either. I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was going to say, just, you know, package up Danielson, Casper, Edvinson, a couple first round picks, bring Elias Patterson over. We're good to go. We've got a hockey team now. Who says no? Um, Patterson. I mean, you guys got to give up to get. You got you guys know that, right? Like we're not just Oh Matt, we do one sided trades. That's how the Sizer plan works. Right. Uh Crimson Shadow, if you, Here, you find you the say, reference, you talk you talk to the group. If you find this uh I'm gonna I'm gonna refresh. Okay. Crimson, if you find this um the source for this fun fact, uh basically saying the wings have the lowest percentage of prospects making the NHL thirty nine percent. God, that seems that seems like such a low number. Um, and I know we had some people touch on it earlier too. I think it was somebody we haven't heard from uh, too frequently. It was Corey Manning. Corey, what's up, man? Um, just saying, I'm frustrated. We have no prospects in the lineup. Um, yeah, I think that's what Matt and I definitely talked about at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no, uh, you know you know flash in the pan guy that we could maybe you know give a shot to it they made a priority to uh what charnick and clint costin and you know they said they want a, a real checking guy down there and then he got tweeted by darren mccarty and so now everybody loves him and he's never gonna leave even yep. though you know if you if you if you're discouraged by cop and cop for getting goals whoo watch uh costin out there trying to puck handle um uh silver after my heart, man, after my heart, uh, you'd give Edvinson, Casper, and two firsts for Elias P on a seven to eight year extension. Silver. Now, Let's I'm a little concerned go. that you know, Matt disappeared for a second. This comment pops up. <laughs> I'm a little convinced you're a Matt Burner account now. <laughs> How's the audio? Is my voice lined up with the uh... yeah, it's better now? Cool, <clears throat> Crimson, uh, Ben Sherratt for Edvinson. I mean, eventually. I don't know why that didn't already happen. 
Um, yeah, the Red Wings, Matt. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to do the numbers for you, but the way that we will put alternate captains for easily our our least skilled players uh, for many years in a row. Um, Sherratt is just another in a long line of those people. Uh, Jim thrown out there. Vancouver is still a very poorly managed team and have been for years. Could play to our advantage. I mean, they're dum-dums that a couple years ago were trading for Ekman Larson. So, I mean, it they don't make great trades. So it, it could be, maybe it could be a steal. But I, I'm just throwing out there, like, that's where I'm at right now. Like, I want I want to see a big move like that. One where everybody's like, what's Steve doing? And then I'm just going to be at home going, yeah, bring me more talent. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be thrilled if that happens. You guys are all not maybe not this crowd, but there's going to be so many angry people if that happens. But, you know, I'll be happy. I do like Dan B kind of fact checking us a little bit. You can't have prospects in the lineup when they make the team. Raymond and Cider, anybody? Um, Yeah, I think it's Dan. I, I don't think you're wrong right to you know at least make mention of that you know those two guys are very young and they made the team very young um i think we were just kind of discouraged about how that fourth line was compiled i i didn't think that it would be you know jabronis who can't score i thought that maybe we could worm in or shoehorn in some guys who could you know put a puck in that so um overall you are right to name drop those two guys right but i think that fourth line just kind of that's that's kind of you know, or this pursuit to get more thirty-year-old defensemen instead of letting Edmondson get a shot. Like those two moves, kind of accentuate that that um, that point. I mean, if Boston's able to you know bring in some young guys and make it work, I don't know why the Red Wings are like what what the difference is. Like what what was the reasoning behind it? Is it just so that? I don't so, know. I mean, like, let's like, look at defensively. Jeff Petrie, 35. Olimata, 29. Jake Wallman, 27. Uh, don't call me whole. Justin Hall, 31. Uh, the Ghost Bear, love him, 30 years old. Ben Sherratt, 32. It's a lot of old dudes. And, yeah, Moe's in there to, you know, kind of help clean out the average age. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I know that, you know, we've had some good... You know, Wallman, obviously, is good. Um I don't know if Petrie's good. He doesn't like to be on the ice very much. Um, being injured. Um, the ghost bear obviously he, is taking us by storm, right? But I did kind of feel like that fourth line and maybe defensively we could have had a prospect, but, you know, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I know um, Dan, Dan threw out there, older guys are going to be moved at the deadline. I mean, if that was the plan... Go for it. Just don't bring in Justin Hall for 3.4. You know, like. Um, I... Luckily, we have somebody who's going to help our cap sheet. Um, new to the show. I don't think we've had him before. Dixon Cider. Clever name there. Thank you for that. Um, saying he'll talk to his brother and tell him to sign for less and play better. Matt, do your best Perfect. not to say that full name out loud, lest you fall in the same trap I did. Dixon Cider. Yeah. Oh, wait. Silver thrown out there. Uh, Hall is uh, plus 10. Um, <laughs> so he's, I he's told perfect. you, don't call me Hall. A he's plus, Hall. Plus, plus. 
<laughs> also, you need a few gray beards in the roster when games get hard, Dan B says. Red Wings is all gray beards. That's it. I, we can't have both. I mean, I guess you could, right? You need flexibility. But I, I feel like we need to pick one. Did we get old so that we have experience for the playoffs? Or did we bring in a bunch of guys we could trade at the deadline? God damn it. <laughs> Crimson says, to be fair, the Red Wing way overcooking prospects in the minors, quality over quantity. I think what might be a little scarier to think is that maybe we don't really have good prospects. <laughs> so we don't have anybody worth bringing up. So we keep waiting and waiting and waiting for these guys to finally make it. Um, and there were exceptions because Raymond and Cider are so good, so young. So, yeah, I mean, scary idea. no, it, it's a very scary idea. I think if you were to put on the uh, tinfoil cap right now, you 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 wouldn't need to do a ton to convince me that Steve is actually protecting these guys so that they're better trade pieces. Like when you say the, the mist word protecting, you are avoiding exposing them. Yeah. Yeah, the mystery is still alive. We don't we don't truly know. Um I mean, if you when Bergeron got his time to shine this year, and if you watch that and you're like, man, I fucking knew it. Um it wasn't the Bergeron I saw. Uh I thought he was invisible. So um just you know, just throwing that out there. Like I said, if you're the tinfoil cap guy, uh, Mike, I think, you know, a lot of guys we were watching over in a completely different league in Europe. And we were like, oh, man, this guy's going to be amazing when he comes over. And, um, you know, it just was one of those things. Like, um, I think I, I think it's a learning experience for how not easy it is to translate from any of these European leagues to the NHL. I don't know if anybody's really going to make that argument, but it definitely, if, if you weren't aware of that yet, you should be now because on a roster that isn't uh, going to win the president's trophy this year, those guys couldn't make the team, any of them. Um, Or, you know, or it's just one of those things where we, we do know where their ceiling is at and I, I just it's it's tough for me it's e it's easier for me to be convinced that they're fearful of the talent level that they've built so far it's easier for me to be convinced of that than for someone to say like i uh, you just you don't you don't understand you got to have a bunch of old guys in the lineup before you start to mix in bergeron full-time i that doesn't like you know what i mean like that just sounds like crazy talk yeah. Um it's uh <laughs> um <laughs> I just I'm sorry, I just had to throw Jared in there. He he spun a few uh lines of gold uh, today and my favorite so far is Petrie steals Mickey's insure. <laughs> and then uh Fritz thrown in there, bring in Thornton for the cup run. Just so we have another great beard. <laughs> um uh, Ketzel thrown out there. Bergen is a passing machine. If he doesn't have someone to pass to, he looks bad. <coughs> I mean, I, I don't know what we're, what are we counting? You know, so yeah, we give him a perfect goal scorer. He'll be great. It's okay. you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, you know, we don't have the game changer guys, right? Or, 
Isn't that kind of what the point we're making? Like, yeah, the guy well, can pass, but I mean, yeah, it's not that we don't. It's I'm not that we're averse to veterans, game. but I mean, Cripson dropped like a list with like four Hall of Famers in it. So, I mean, I don't think there's any Hall of Famers on this roster unless you really want to, you know, say a a Larkin Red Wing Hall of Famer or something like that. And Dan B throws out there, correct, Ketzel. Berger needs to play with skill guys, not fourth line checkers. Well, he showed a well enough uh, ability to produce in the preseason that they put him in the top six. Hmm. I'm just kidding. Ketzel, I don't. Ketzel, I get it. Like we know we've seen him pass, right but picks. yeah, Berger and Raymond on line two have a second scoring line. That would be nice. I mean, that's what, kind of what we called out before the season started. But it's like, okay, so what? What are we? Or, or like, that's what we wanted. You and I built a roster. We put Bergeron on the second line. Get sent down to Grand Rapids. So, uh, uh, why couldn't that happen instead of what we are looking at with this? Because we don't want to emulate the Bruins. And... We don't want to emulate the Bruins, man. I guess what I'm asking is, is like, who's wrong, right? Who's screwing this up? Is it Steve? Is it Lalone? Or is it is it us? Were we just boneheads for thinking Bergeron deserved a top six opportunity? I mean, you know, we're daring to question the mighty Steve Eiserman. <laughs> he's he's made That's no a... mistakes. This is all part of the plan. Yeah. I mean, guys, you could tell me, no, Matt, you're an idiot. Bergen did not belong in the top it six. Feels... He belongs in Grand Rapids. But then the, I'm like, the okay. Blind, the blind faith, Matt, is quickly turning into Old Testament God. Like, why did you drown my grandmother in a river? Well, it's all part of the plan. She had to die. I had to kill your grandmother so the Red Wings could have enough money to sign Andrew Cop. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm in. It's part of the plan, guys. It's not that weird. With the Steve Wills. Yes. Um, yeah, Dan B. Like, I would love Bergen and Lucas together. Right. We all would. Just that. We're... That's the perfect emoji, too. That's how I felt just reading that sentence. Yeah. Craig thrown out there. Bergen, Valeno, Raymond. I think we might have seen that last year. Valeno. We haven't talked about it yet, but. Joe. Got a Joe's good shooting good. percentage. Good Joe's shooting percentage, good. Matt. Very yeah. sustainable. Up at 48. Is it that high? I know it was high. Um, I don't know how high. Oh, it was 40 last week, so it's it had to have come down. But I mean... No, but, no I mean, uh, look, it, I, it's just... Was it that won't the be Boston game? Forever. Yeah. Won't was that the Boston game forever, where he made that but, play? Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, you talk. I didn't even have that much of a point. I was just going to oh. say... You know, he's he's played well and I, I give him a lot of grief over the past two seasons. So um, it's nice to see him actually contribute on the score sheet as well as, you know, being a more of a defensive forward. Yeah. And and, and what I what I was going to say was it wasn't just like pucks bouncing off his face. I mean, this that was <laughs> that play that was against Boston. Right. That play was nuts. That was stealing on his own, making the room. Cross. The goaltender over the left shoulder from the goaltender's right side. Just a beautiful shot. Beautiful play. Loved it. Um, and it's funny. We keep seeing, like, 
couple years ago, Valeno had like that wide open from Sam Gagne that he just boinked off the post. I felt like we saw some of those last year, and I thought we saw a couple of those in the first couple games this season. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, now they just love going in the back of the net off his stick. So it's like the smarts are there, right? He knows where to be on the ice, and things just weren't going his way. But now, I mean, not even that. Like we don't even have to have that conversation. It was straight up Valeno went beast mode and scored on his own. So that that was fun I, to see. One more uh, beast mode uh, that we got to mention. Uh, Crimson saying how um, JT and Raymond look like a damn good line in overtime. Crimson watching that overtime, those two guys together made me think of that Vince McMahon meme where he's like being more and more impressed, and then he falls backward out of his chair. Um, they they looked awesome together. Um, I'd love to see more of those two playing. Um, and rest, like you said, Rasmussen, Comfer, and Ray Ray. All right. This is going to be a big test here. Is my Uh-oh. mouth moving with my audio? Not even close. All right. I'm going to refresh again. All right. Well, we'll we are right at now. an hour and four minutes, too. So we might have to wrap it up here. As Matt, um, you know, further. Um, expresses the efficiency, the effectiveness of what is Xfinity wireless internet. <laughs> Shut up. If if anything is exciting as Matt's uh, internet connection, it's probably my connection to Bally Sports, which has still not worked. And those people have the gall to tweet at me and tell me how great uh, the the product is. Saying, oh, you're missing a big old hockey game right now, or you're missing a big old basketball game. What a play. And uh, you can watch it anywhere but Valley Sports. So, yes, I'm still grumpy about it. Uh, but let's tease this Florida game, Matt, because based on these numbers, we got a win coming. Nope. I think my audio is still going to be screwed up because. Yep. <laughs> I heard you for. Okay, you're coming back. Yeah. Let's say something, Matt. Am I? Can you actually hear me? Um, you kind of remind me of who's that comedian who did the puppets? Not the fa- how come I can't I can't think of the famous one. I think of the one in Vegas who did Terry the same Fader? bit. Terry Fader. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff. Yeah, I couldn't think of Jeff Dunham, but I could think of Jeff the Dunham. Vegas Fader guy. Yeah. But all right, well let let's run through this. Um, I think basically what we see for this Red Wings versus Panthers game is that if. <laughs> If it's about putting the puck in the back of the net, like who can actually finish, yeah. uh, it's going to be the Detroit Red Wings. Florida Panthers are struggling a little bit. But if it's about possessing the puck and maybe just throwing the puck at the net, that's where that's where Florida is going to get you. But to that end, I'm, I'm trusting the Red Wings a little bit more on offense. Uh, but I think it's Florida's defense so far that's going to be a problem. And I think earlier somebody mentioned that Reimer's going to be a net and we had a good start for Reimer. Not a great last game for Reimer. He was in Winnipeg, right? Or played against Winnipeg at the game that we were at. So, um, I don't know. I'm going to, I, I, I think at least this will even out to something where it'll be a low scoring game and probably, you know, something late in the third definitely will not be high scoring. Can I say that? I think I think they could stifle us, and we won't need to do much to prevent their scoring. <clears throat> I think if you're predicting a low-scoring game, you're predicting defeat. Um, 
you're probably going to want four goals. Uh, that's how the Red Wings win now. So, Matt, give me four to three Red Wings. Nope. This actually looks much worse when you pull up like the non-league comparison and just show the two teams compared. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 still thinking if it's low scoring, you can get one from Debrinket or Larkin. Um, so that's where I'm I'm crossing my fingers. Um, all right, and then against Boston, I'll just keep talking because it looks like my audio's off by a few seconds again. <laughs> um, I just think we're gonna get shellacked and. Um, it won't be fun to watch again. Uh, what what evidence do I have that things are going to change? I think that um, expecting a victory um, is asking a lot, but I I would like to be able to watch the game and not feel like I'm completely wasting my time. So if we can close that four to one gap and maybe just lose three to two, uh, maybe it won't be as bad. <laughs> So well, um, I, I would like a split. The audio so screwed up. Let's. Yeah. Crimson also good. Yeah, good the audio so screwed uh, up. Let's today just, and tomorrow uh... with the Bally Sports app because they haven't fixed shit. They haven't fixed a goddamn thing. Still doesn't work. Pieces of shit. Um. Okay, yeah. we're finally going to sail off into the sunset as yeah. we can't even you, like Bally. have a conversation Fuck. right now. But yeah. uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, go wings and. Um, Hopefully, you know, the Steve Eisner guy figures things out because, uh, you know, what the hell. All right. See ya.